2: Game time
3: decisions continues. I am David Morensi and I'm on the freaking grid. And so is the raging redhead. Head doing do on the loudest station in the nation. That's nation radio. Let's roll hour or two. We're talking NASCAR. We're talking baseball. Uh, we'll get into a little UFC as well, but it's just nice cam to actually just talk about NASCAR. And it's not hypothetical. Well, maybe if they did this and that, it's like, no, there's the schedule. We got four races in a span of seven days coming up. No, you're going to be right into it, Gabe. It's true. And, uh, you know, even for me, it's
4: like, I I know I've been following the horse racing has really kept me busy. It's been a great weekend for that. And they haven't closed down the tracks, Oaklawn and Gulfstream. They talk about Santa Anita and some of the California tracks coming back mid-May. I got golf coming back too in June. So you're going to be right into, right in the thick of things with NASCAR, four races in a week. And then we got golf tournaments again. So slowly, but surely, but we're waiting for the big four, but uh, I'm pretty, actually, I'm positive about this stuff, man. Like Going kind of crazy. If we have at least a couple sports and the way you like it as NASCAR, you get four to seven days. That's a lot of
3: betting and that'll uh, keep you busy for a while. Yeah, you know, I think you and I, I think about that. I'm like, you know, whatever that's gone on, it's hard to believe. It's like we're into like, you know, day 50 plus or something. Of oh, I know. Like this, right? And <laughs> I know. Yep. I've been pretty positive as well. Like, I'm not melting down. I wake up in the morning, and you know what I mean? I'm no no, yep. no worse of a bad mood than I ever was before. <laughs> yeah, a good point, me um, too, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I try to chill, actually. I try to realize, all right, you know, life is, you know, you know don't, don't get stressed out about these things. We're not in control uh, of everything. Um, and there is a light at the end of the tunnel right now. There is, but then I also realize you and I are lucky. You know what I mean? Like our job that we do, we're stable, we're, we're still able to do it safely. Like, exactly. there's some people, they can't work right now for whatever various reason. They were, they were laid off, right. their company's right. closed, right. or other people are working, and they don't want to be out there. But trust me, like, bus drivers aren't happy. You know what I mean? Like, people that are working are not happy to be out there
4: right now. What about garbage collectors? Think about that, too. Like, if you don't have a city with a system where, like, the claws pick the things up, if you manually have to go, even if you have gloves, think about how hard that job would be. The heat's going to start st- talking right now. People are putting their stuff in bags. You don't know who the hell they are. Like, that would be a very different profession. They difficult make good money, They do. But I'm just saying, though, in today's time, like, I don't know if you could pay me. Like, I, I thought about it. Like
3: it. Gonna, You know what? It's a good point that you raise. You don't see it much. It's almost like the new, you know, it's like they come in like, it's more in bulk now. You know what I mean? But remember in the old days, it used to really be that. The truck with the two dudes hanging off the back. Yeah, it's not yeah, like that. Yeah, no, right. now,
4: now, in my neighborhood, game, it's crazy. Like, these guys have the electric crane, right? Like, so I automated, the right? They pick it up yeah. and poof, right? Yeah, exactly. Guy used to watch our show. It's two guys, so you have one guy and the other guy. It's kind of like a captain and no, pull, used to be, I can't remember, in our days, yeah. it used
2: to be stoner
3: guys <laughs> in Led Zeppelin t-shirts yes. yes. zinging in the garbage bags, zinging yes. they're cranking metal. Yeah. Everyone's yes. like, hey, what up, garbage bag? <laughs> you see it in the park later. Everyone knew the day? Hey, guys, yeah.
4: As the truck's pulling away, yeah, 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 sorry, Everyone's too late, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you missed me, <laughs> sorry, too late, no, I watched the guy, because he used to watch our show, I'd
3: go up, I'd be like, I'll throw them in myself, <laughs> you know, you do the old yeah. wind up, and yeah, <laughs>
4: I do the wind up and toss, bam, right in there, <laughs> they used to compact it, you know, but I t- I talked to the guy, he used to watch me and you a long time ago, and I've been asking him, like, how are things changed, and Yeah, they have the metal thing. It just picks up the thing, like it puts it in, and then it puts it like right back. It might fall over. But yeah, times have changed, Gabe, but you're absolutely right. We're very, very lucky. We've been doing this basically, you know, since you left to go to New York, right, we were doing, I used to come down to the Maranci studio there in Liberty Village. I'd go home and take the train. The only difference now, we're both working from home, but we've been doing this type of thing for years right now. So exactly. it really hasn't changed for us. The only thing that has impacted me, I help my parents out because they're older. I have to wait in lines uh, for food. But other than that, it's been the same kind of life. And you're right. We're very, very lucky compared to most people.
3: That's the thing. You know, We always got to look at the, uh, the positives, right? Yeah um we we're not as blessed as Puccio is who gets to work with us that daily you know he's he's, he's, he's real happy about that too <laughs> I told you I told you our boy uh our boy yang I, I got a call we gotta get yang on uh. he, should yang get, no, he yeah, sends no, me I text sometimes like at one in the morning I'm like man this guy yeah he's like oh, no. when I got the thing he goes he goes uh I do anything to have you yelling at me right now on here buddy. yeah <laughs> I'm like you I know, I said, "Oh, I'm surprised." I said, "I figure you're glad." You know what I mean? You know, it's like you, you don't miss me at all. He goes, "No." Yeah, I, we, go, we, "I was talking to Metal Matt," <laughs> and he goes, "He goes, I would." Metal Matt told him, "I'd have anything to have Marenzi get mad at me right now." <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So we don't know what these guys
4: are doing or they're dealing with. You're right. Like we used to give Yang, "Oh, big mistake there, two run error or whatever." Oh, yeah, good, good inning. Yeah, you really blew him away with it's your all good uh, fun, nasty though. stuff. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. All in good fun. All in good fun. I told well, him. Yeah. I called him, I said, Don't worry, Yang. I'll, I'll yell at people again. Don't worry, it'll
5: happen. <laughs> yeah, Puccio. Yeah, don't, don't Puccio, worry, Puccio.
4: He's like, oh. <laughs> No, it's true though. Like, we miss Yang on the show and all the jokes we used to do. And I gotta tell you, man, like I don't want to go reminiscing, but Capper's Corner, like, this is a, another thing about COVID-19, just selfishly. We had a really thing go, good thing going at the network. You know, we were doing the shows. I was doing the updates, you're doing the other stuff. We had Capper's Corner, Lindsey, legendary Lindsey, Disco Dan, You know, Cheech, he'd come in with the Knicks uh, coat, like all, like the gang of characters, Callaway. Like we had a really, a beautiful thing rolling and people were getting and into the it. It was just kind of like, bam. To yeah, that's it. Like yeah. we were like the team on like a nice 12 game winning streak. Ooh, they're hot. They're really hot going into the playoffs. And then, eh. then we got like a major injury, right? It was like, uh, but anyway, I could see uh, big things in the future the for the is. team,
3: that's, that's good. Word is uh, Woodbine uh, close to opening, right? Or at least they've got a Barry, plan. Very, very, yeah. And Woodbine Racetrack in Toronto, world-class racetrack. And same thing with the Meadowlands. The Meadowlands wanted to open May first, and they, 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 they asked the governor, Governor Murphy of New Jersey. They asked, can we open? But uh, no, no, no fans. They said no one come, not even people coming allowed to bet. You'd have to bet on your mobile, like you know what I mean. But yep. can we have live horse racing? You know, we got all the horses, the stables, I and mean, these guys need. You know, maybe we know, man. You know, these—that's the poor guys. The the horse. Think about that, Cam. I and mean, you and I would know this more than anyone what it's like to pay for a horse that can run. And I was reminiscing on Saturday night, horse night. I was tweeting out our uh, conflict diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And talking uh, conflict diamond <laughs> stories. And so, me and Cam owned a, a, a horse, and he got hurt. And you know, minimum, and we were just sort of lower tier racing but still professional. We were racing at Moh- Mohawk and Woodbine. We were racing at world class, big time tracks. But yep. you know, we were just sort of, you know, you know, novices in it. And it cost about thirty five hundred dollars a month, three thousand yep. to thirty five hundred dollars a month. There minimum, yep. To yeah. to rent, you know, for the horse, he needs somewhere to live. You got to feed Eat, him. He's got to get trained, you know, jogged, and you. Know what I mean, he's got to get looked after every day. Vitamins bare minimum is about 3k all right it's about three thousand dollars or so so if you're a horse you better be getting some checks back right like you if you try to race once a week and it's hard let's say you can race three three out of the four times three three times you better it's hard to get the money back you got to win almost you put yourself in a tough spot and a lot of these guys they have multiple horses and They're doing it for the love of the game. They're doing it. They're living paycheck, you know, horse. They're living race to race, these guys, okay? True. And not everybody's Bob Baffert in the Arkansas Derby. Like, a lot of these tracks that are open still, it's like you can't get your horse there. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, Cam, you know how many horses right now in New Jersey and New York are just sitting on a farm doing nothing right now, bro? Yeah, exactly. They got nowhere to run. The track, like, they're not good enough to go to these other tracks. They need aqueduct open they need uh they need uh, Yonkers to open you know what I'm saying they need like, every there they need the Meadowlands. like local horse guys they got to get whether there's fans there or not their horses need to run uh, I, I say good. let them do it if I'm the governor yeah. I say let them do it soon figure out I how would say no fans but get some horses running over at the meadowlands I find it very interesting too
4: so Basically, it was a great weekend for Bob Baffert, and he's the one. Like, He's basically the leader out of all these guys because he's got the most money experience and everything. And he so, flew one he, of his horses
3: up, charlatan from Santa Anita.
1: Like, who has yeah. money to do
3: that? He
4: does. Exactly. You know I mean? Private yes. chess stuff. But, but the point being, he's also going to bat for these other horse guys right now saying, listen, I'm Bob Baffert. We got open Santa Anita. Not everyone's me. There's like low-grade yeah, owners, perfect. guys who are just in the business. And think about it. Think about where, where you are, Gabe, in New York. All the money that's being lost. Say some guys just got into the business like us, like last month. Hey, you know, your high school buddies. Hey, we're going to buy a horse and stuff. Just sitting there, losing money, not even being able to run. So especially i'm especially now, bro,
3: look at the handles and the horse tracks. I know. The they're they're going there, Think of all the money they're losing out on. Like, all You're these right. other tracks are bringing in 25 $30, 50000000 a month. If the Meadowlands had live racing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they'll rake it in, bro. They'll
4: rake it I in. Don't even, I don't even think right now, from, from, the, from the horse races that I'm betting, listen to this. So, Oaklawn's open, Tampa Bay Downs Arkansas, is open, and Lord, Gulf Street. Okay? Lord. So, all those ones. Have you noticed something? There, Will Rogers is also another. Uh, it's not harness racing. They're they're racing with jockeys like I don't think there's yeah, a harness a racing point. track that I can bet on right now that's open. Imagine the Meadowlands opened up as like the only harness game in town. Oh my god! And the Meadowlands have, already like, one of the
3: bigger harness tracks in the world, right? As it is, exactly. so
4: they have the big races, Pepsi North American Cup,
3: all that other stuff. Like it's every like, every, yeah, every the Hamiltonian, every yeah, uh, Hamiltonian. every um, every, um, every sportsbook has it too. Like the Meadowlands is like it's a you, know, every, you can yeah, credit right. Yeah, so. Yeah. Their their handle would be massive if they could get it going. And you know, I understand. Listen, New Jersey was very hit hard, like New York was, uh, with this stuff. But at the same point in time, I you know, I'm I'm like I see there's such an extreme. You have people that are like, oh no no, like they're scared. Oh, you can't open it up. Oh my God, no no. What are you doing outside? Put a mask on. And I do think people should be wear mask in public. But then you have the other people that are morons that are like it's fine. Like right now, it's fine. We don't need any more testing. It's all a scam. It's hype. Let's just get over it and get back to work, etc. I'm in the middle. I'm actually yeah. thinking, all right, let's get back to work. Let's get back to doing things, but safely and smartly. I right? agree. I, that's my uh, position as well. Also, because also, not just back. because of the health, yeah, but do you really want to start the NBA playoffs and start after, and stop after four days, guys? We, we, talk, we talked about it, Ken. The Australian Football League tried this. They tried. They said, we're going to do this. They lasted one week. Yeah, one And it's week? frustrating. Now they're, they they want to come back. Now players are like, we already tried. All right? Why are we doing this again? And it's going to lead to frustration, you know? Yes, it will. And But I'm with you, though. The thing about
4: horse racing, listen, it's been proven at Gulfstream, Tampa Bay, and Arkansas, the Derby game. Things went, went without a hitch there. And I've been watching a lot of Oaklawn. When they're taking out the horses, they're trying to practice social distancing, but people are still there. Like I told you, I'm like, i like, I watched them around the ring. I'm like, you know, there's a few people there. But think about it though. These tracks are still running. So I'm with you in full agreement. You can have these races where we could still bet on. The problem with opening up Woodbine and other tracks, yeah, you can't have people in there. You can't have them near the kiosk, touching the buttons. You cannot. You have you have the minimum people the the carry of the and everybody else. That's right? we're in
3: a new rea- we're in a new reality right now with this. Actually, you know, it's a good point too that you raise. Everything evens out almost in the end, but it wasn't just us. Horse racing, the Meadowlands, the sports books, everything was grooving. You know what I mean? Everything was grooving. Oh, the Kentucky Derby uh, yep. is coming up. Like every everything was just going so well, and the fact is. It doesn't matter whether there's fans. I know it seemed awkward at first for people. Now you're like, I don't care. You just want the damn horse game. Racing. You just want the race. Did anyone you notice there was no fans, fans in the Arkansas Derby yesterday? Exactly. I didn't, I never thought about it once. It's I didn't fun. think about
4: it. I know that's the thing I, I, I'm thinking about fans. Who cares what the dirt bags that are coming down there. Like me, you and a couple other guys joking around watching these races. That's the one sport horse racing. You don't need that stuff. You're just watching the horses. They're the star of the show. Not yeah.
3: the turkey with the ticket. Nobody but cares. Like, and right? also, Kevin, okay, the thing is, so racetracks, even though things were going well for them, the fact of the matter is, it's going to have to change their model in the, in the future. Yeah, I agree. Their, their patrons are the most vulnerable. Yes. Like, they're, yeah. they're like, just be real, bro. Like, we see these guys. I love these guys, but they should not be in public, these guys. Like, some of no, them are, like, in their 70s, they're in their 80s. Older. There's a lot of older gentlemen there. And they all have health. I hear them coughing and hacking it up at the best of times, Cam. Some of these guys are about to keel over. And quite frankly, I don't want to be around them. And for all of us, like, you know what I mean? We can't be around each other, these guys. So I'm just stating, get racing back. But i got to tell you, in the future, racetracks, I don't know, Cam, when other people ever would want to go back and hang out with a bunch of, like, it's all senior citizens. They're very vulnerable, right? And I think it could be a while. You know, before I think basically horse racing and even like I said with FanDuel, you know FanDuel at the Meadowlands or the state of New Jersey camp, 82, 83% of their, their money was on mobile. Yeah, it's kicking ass, right? And it's only like 17%. It wasn't even that high camp. I think it might have been 12% of the revenue comes from the live, like the window. Oh, yeah. It's just a token thing to have there. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's all exactly. mobile, bro. Like, that's where everybody is. You know what I mean? You,
4: you, you said it, man. You can't have 80-year-old guys who we love, by the way, touching the screen. So what are you going to do? Have a, have a person with wipes who sits there every yeah. time you punch in a number? Can't, it how does are gonna not get work. There? I
3: take the Degenerate Express with them. Yeah, Dude, the you bus is packed with old people. Like, it's not happening anymore. Like, Governor yeah. Murphy thinks of this. Like, you got to think it's not just opening the track. It's like, well, guys, how would all these old guys get there? They're yeah. all gonna take the same bus. So in other words, they're all gonna be in the same bus every day, going to the same place, walking around spreading, it doesn't work, right? Like it doesn't, so I think, you know, they just have to really like just say, all right, listen, we're not even gonna have fans for like four months or six months, like yeah. no fans for the foreseeable future, but let us let us get the track going here. Let us get yeah. the horses running. And they'll, they'll make a lot of money. Like we said, these old guys, they might look uh, old and, uh, and uh, out of it, but, they know what they're doing. They know how to get a bet in.
4: <laughs> they do. I'll tell you one thing. Don't be surprised if the Meadowlands. If the, so if this thing works out in California and they actually open up these tracks, I would say uh, tracks in New York, New Jersey, like Yonkers, Meadowlands, they're going to be on the blower real quick saying, see, see, we could do this thing. So I would have to believe horse racing, no, uh, no fans, maybe three weeks to four weeks.
3: Um, you know, it's just unfortunate. Team sports is a bigger challenge. You know, yes. horse racing—it's a horse, it's a jockey. These jockeys are risking their life every time they get on. They're exactly. pretty risk, like risk type of guys. You know what I mean? They're not. Yep. And they're concerned though. I saw. I saw the jockeys yesterday. They were like, "No, no, they take it seriously." Like the jockeys are worried. They're little guys. You know these guys. Don't yeah, to, know. You don't want to get. mean End up this. Good man. point. And so it's such a. But the thing is with team sports, when you get into it. Basically, like the NFL, Cam, I think they they said, we just can't get and quarantine this many people. Yes. It's just too many people. 53 guys on a team plus another it's like craziness. 40 guys. Yes. You're talking about, let's I say, know. 100 guys a team. You're, it's too many people, Cam, to try to, to try to do so. I see why they want to play in their stadiums, but they have a lot of time to do it. They have a lot of time yeah. to do it. All right, we're going to get to the questions uh, of the day. Mike is going to step up and we're going to talk NFL football as well. We've got a lot of cool questions. Uh, we're going to break it down. Game time decisions continues. Get on the grid.
0: Game
3: Time Decisions continues. I am Gabe Morenci. I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead Cam Stewart, SB Nation Radio. Um, all right, so let's get to our questions of the day. You can uh, fire off uh, questions to us. Uh, we'll respond on the show. Uh, you can uh, find me on uh, Twitter, at SportsRage. Nice and simple, Sports Rage. Uh, Cam Stewart, at Cam Stewart Live. And I see that we've got uh, quite a few questions actually coming in. Uh, this evening so let's uh, let's get to the malafrost first one up uh, bats lead off who do you guys think will be the first team to fold if there's no sports uh, this year I'm thinking Tampa Bay Rays thank you Um, you know what the Rays have sort of been on the ropes already as it is and as as a Mm -hmm. Montreal Expo fan this is another thing Ken you want to talk about like people being cursed Like, in Montreal, if they didn't shut down in 1994, the Expos go to the World Series. I don't know if they would have won, but they would have went to the World Series. And if they would have won the World Series, they're still there now. Like, it would have changed the currency. You win a championship, you sell tickets, you build stadiums. Exactly. Like You know what I mean? Like, everything would have changed, and, 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 you know, the lockout happens. Now, it was going to happen, Cam. The Tampa-Montreal thing was becoming realer and realer, bro. Like, the Tampa Bay owner told them, like, Right before this happened, I'm doing it. He goes, I don't care. He goes, we're doing it. And they're like, well, well," and Rob Manfred was on board. And I remember Kurt, it'll never happen. It was going to happen. And now this happens. You got to wonder if baseball is just not meant to be in Montreal at this point.
4: No, I still think it's going to happen. And think about this, too. Tampa Bay's open for business. And the way the world has been right now, who the hell wants to go to a Rays game? So say they don't use the uh, the example we were talking about. And it's in the stadium. That's what I'm saying. Now, you'd be lucky to have like 500 people there. It'd be me and you would have more for like a, a live show. Gabe and Cam live at the Trop. Like we get people from down south and stuff, like the same number as Rays game. I'm telling you. So we have, look, moving forward. I just don't, I, even though the Montreal thing seems like bad luck, I don't know how the hell this is going to help happen, but it does. If they go to the um, scenario of, playing in Arizona and playing in Florida at these facilities, that's a whole different ball game. But I still believe the Montreal Expos will be getting that team. The, the Rays are hanging on by a thread right now. And I'll tell you, if they do play in their stadium, no one's going if that happened.
3: The uh, the camp uh, the <laughs> of like Montreal Cam? X,
4: X-Rays. <laughs> the X-Rays. Gabe and Cam live at the Trop. Hey, yeah. We get yeah. Kyle and his friends
3: and everybody. there. We could draw pretty well. Because <laughs> we've got a couple, we could get 213 people, I think. Yeah, and uh, that's how many are at the Rays game. <laughs> I don't know, though. You know, I, yeah. I maintain this. And somebody's asked us this question before. People have asked me which team comes out of this. I think I, I maintain the Ottawa Senators. They're in trouble. The Ottawa Senators, it seems to me that they should just move to Quebec. Like, just move. To, you know, They already have the arena in Quebec City. Quebec City will we'll accept it. Ottawa, you know, was tough to get people to go in the first place. They only went when they were really good, and they're not really good. And I don't know, I think people I are frustrated with Eugene Melnick. Like, yes, he's got to get out of the business, bro. Just that's get rid the of the point. team. You
4: know what I mean? That's the point. That's that's another thing, and this is what's very important for people who don't know. Eugene Melnick, the owner of the senators, he made his money in pharmaceuticals, BioVale, big companies. Like, he hasn't been great for, for hockey there. The fans asked for a downtown arena. They're still in Kanata. You're right, Gabe. Like, separate yourself from the problem because the fans are not big fans of yours. So, you know, i just say wipe your hands of it. Make your pharmaceutical money. And I agree. If you're going to go anywhere, Quebec should get, should
3: get the team. We the have problem Seattle is, coming in the
4: league soon. We'll see what we'll it is. That. is
3: yep. There's not a ton of rich billionaires right now. No, no, number one, no. man, everything's so weird. And I there's don't. not enough, even at the best of times, there wasn't a lot of people that say, oh, yeah, I dream of owning the Ottawa Senators and keeping him in Ottawa. Yeah. There, there would be people that would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll buy him, and I'm going to move him to Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, yeah. then, the, you know, the, the vultures will come out. So I credit Batman and, to an extent, Melnick, at least, because people hate him. And it's like, guys, you realize that he's almost, it's almost like Pagula saving Buffalo at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Bon Jovi was going to move the team. <laughs> like- oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, Bon Jovi <laughs> was going to move him to Toronto. Like that was his little secret. They were like, "Let's buy the bills and we'll move to Toronto." And then he I'm sort of got he word of it.
0: Buffalo. Then I'm he switched
3: there's... it to. I listen. I like the Niagara Falls idea personally.
4: Yeah, that that'd be make everyone happy, right? Yeah.
3: Because yeah, it's not in Buffalo now,
2: anyways. Oh, like, it's like, in Orchard
3: diff- Park. Yeah, still, yeah, it's nowhere. Yeah, it's still a suburb. Like, Niagara Falls is technically closer by mileage than yes, it is. Uh, you know what I mean. Yes, it is. Like so, and just visually, like Orchard Park. I don't want to get into that. That that town. Screw that. Like I'm adamant on leaving that town, to be honest. It's we built the stadium on a
2: burial ground.
3: Yeah. You think there's like there's a reason why we've never won before? Like the whole area is just like they were warned. The bills were warned, do not build here. Like it's not a smart idea. Well, Ralph Wilson, oh, it's cheap. You know. What I mean? <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> All right, people are all about stadiums right now. Crash, our boy Crash in Los Angeles. Great guy, Crash. Actually, from, uh, he's from Pittsburgh, but he lives in L.A. now. Uh, big fan of our boy Crash. We call him Crash. His name's Nate Crash. We call him Crash because uh, he was uh, in Vegas once. We were doing a live show. And uh, Crash is kind of a bigger dude. And um, he had a few drinks, and he crashed into my laptop. <laughs> uh, That's great. It cracked the screen. <laughs>
4: It like oh, actually
3: fell and the screen cracked, okay. but I love the guy and I said, I said, way to go, crash. I said, you crashed <laughs> right into it. And after it's, it's it stuck. I me and computer screens, bro. Trust me. I went through another computer over
4: the weekend. Like, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Gabe. I, I, I love you like a brother, but you're pretty hard on those computers too. Like you put them through a workout. Like, they're the, you're on them all the time, like I can't they, get they mad They try, right. I get a bank. They the try for thing. you, yeah, you do. Like you're you're basically a computer, somebody's punching bag, but like you're like you're on there many shows all the time. He never gets sleep. Like yeah, you you beat them down pretty I good. Know. So. I know. So <laughs> just,
3: just, just the facts.
4: Just the facts. Just the facts. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I got to give credit to like these apples are pretty good. Better than I thought too. I've had two Apple computer MacBooks, and They're both broken, yet I've saved one of them and then it's like miraculously comes back to life. It's like, wow, I just got another two
2: years out of this thing. I spilled
4: liquid Uh, liquid all over it and I'm like, I'm done. I was doing the show with Walsh and like, uh, he's Jared. (laughs) I'm like, I can't, I gotta call you back. I literally put a bag of uh, rice in the thing. All the keys. Oh, no, no, the thing wouldn't work for like four (laughs) hours. I'm freaking out, Gabe. And next thing you know, I just got rice that's like puffing up, like coming out of the computer, the thing turned on, I'm like, it works, it works. So I will give these cre- computers credit, like
3: this thing should be done. All right, so uh, so shout out to our boy, Crash. He said, uh, what stadium would you like to go to when you can go to a game, a stadium that you've never been to uh, before? Are you in a hurry to go to games, Cam? Will you go? No, no,
4: I'm not. I'm not. But the question, I, I like the question. I would like to go somewhere different. I would like to go to, because we go to Vegas all the time. I'd like to go to either New Orleans or the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta. We could oh, yeah. go see Kyle. week. Me and you, like, think about all the beers we can get for $5 on the value menu and stuff. It, it seems like a trip that I could make where it's not going to cost me like five grand. Like, We could really do it up, go to a game. And, uh, you know, it's
3: not too expensive. Atlanta. Marcel stadiums. I've been to Yankee Stadium. I've been to. um, I've been to Fenway. I'd never been to Wrigley before. I have, but I don't. I don't have any like. I'm not like a Cub. Like, oh, I got to see Wrigley. I'm sure it'd be a good time to get hammered at a game there, but you know, I've heard it's overrated. People are like, ah, it's kind of when you get there, it's not as. Yeah, I've been there. I'm gonna tell you something. I really
4: enjoyed the history of it, but the food, kind of like what you said, like I maybe was I expected so much more, and I was kind of like, man. Because I've been to Yankee Stadium before, like the old one and Fenway. So, and Fenway, the food was better. Yankee Stadium was better. So, yeah, Wrigley's one of those ones, nice for the history,
3: but not really, didn't really knock me out of the park with the prices. You know, I wouldn't mind. um, I'd like to, I've always liked to see a game at the Cotton Bowl. That'd be fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like a Texas, Oklahoma, or the actual Cotton Bowl, but not one at Jerry's World, the Cotton Bowl, like at the Texas State Fair. You know, the Rose Bowl is another one. And it's crazy because I lived in Los Angeles and I'd been to the Rose Bowl, but never to a football game at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they had a flea market there. <laughs> what about a call? Yeah. And what about a game? Like we went to Mississippi State.
4: Like, I'm not saying Alabama, the team, but like going to Auburn or Alabama for a college game would be
3: cool. Once this thing's over. Like once this yeah. thing's over.
4: Yeah. Like the parking stuff, but yeah, stadiums.
3: Cool. Yeah. You know what? Actually, that is that is the bucket list, the thing that I have. Um, was I've always wanted to see Michigan in a Rose Bowl. Cool. And it just never worked out for me. And now they don't make it. But maybe one day down the road, I still think we're probably about two years away from fans. And and honestly, I, though, I think what you're going to see with the fan stuff, guys, is sparingly. Yes. Like basically, like college football, they're pretty adamant on playing college right now. I don't know they if they really are. Up. They're and not even really a... adamant on 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 fans. Yeah. And they basically stated, you know what? 25,000 tickets sold is better than no tickets sold. I agree. And they, so we, you and I talked about it. So basically like Michigan, the stadium holds 106,000 people. All right. It means we'll put 27,000 people in it and we're going to spread them all out. And you know what I mean? You make them go through different entrances and stuff. And and then you sort of build it up. All right. You know, what? and I was reading actually one college guy, he was saying, you know what? We're thinking maybe we start with 10,000 people spread out around the stadium I and think then maybe upper. we get up to 15. And then if it's working, yeah. all right, maybe we get up to you know what I mean? We slowly yeah. sort of build it
4: up, you know? I agree, Gabe. I don't I think even starting at 30, you still have to understand you're gonna run in and people and stuff. So do it and do it on the safe side. I'm I'm thinking 10, 10 grand for a big stadium is a good way to go because you could definitely keep a space and then you progress from there. I do agree with that approach. We're I think just, that's a good approach. We're just not there yet, guys. I mean, we're, yeah, not. we're not, we're not, we're not,
3: but all right. How does it? Here's our boy Theo. Theodore's a great guy. What up, Theo? How does uh, shortened season affect uh, the Raptors and uh, the Maple Leafs um, if they begin to play? I think the Raptors are in good shape. Actually, we've talked I about agree. this. They they were extremely banged up. They're a veteran team. They needed the rest. Um, they're a well coached team. The Raptors aren't don't rely on like three point shooting where they get lucky and stuff. So other teams could get cold. I think the Raptors are in a very, very, very good spot. They're not the only team in a good spot, but I think the Raptors are in a good spot. The Leafs, I don't know, Cam. I don't know if it's any better or worse. What do you think for the Leafs?
4: Yeah, I'm going to say I think it's a little bit better because when you really look at their season with what happened with Babcock and all the bad stuff, it's kind of like a clean slate. You're a better team than what you played with now, and I think this rest will make them kind of get their heads out of their asses and start to think, you know what, you're better than that. But then you also have to look at the teams in the East. I think it helps them. It does help them, but Washington, Ovechkin getting healthier after like being. The problem is there's a lot of teams that I'm looking at going, oh god, like you know, the team that I don't think it helped is Tampa Bay again because these guys were they were on a they're on a Tootsie Roll, they're playing so well now. You have to think this could get in your head. Ooh, we lost to Columbus. Now we got to start off in this format. I think underdogs are big in the new format if they do play hockey. So I think they're one of the losers, but I think Toronto it's kind of like hitting the reset button. Uh, they have problems. And other teams in, in, like Pittsburgh and Washington, I think, can get better. I
3: think you was know, a good point you raised, but I'm thinking of the Leafs now, actually. It's not like suddenly they would come back and be a responsible defensive team or something like that, right? Exactly. But, yes. but what I like about it for the Leafs' standpoint is they'll be fresh. They will. And the Leafs are freaking fast, right? Like, these are fast team. They are. It's almost like the Leafs, you know who they are? They're the Houston Rockets, Cam. And a shortened thing, it's like they could – the they Leafs could be a low to deal with where you're like, yeah. oh, my God, we can't beat these guys. Like, they're on fire. They're scoring. They just scored six goals in three games in a row on us. Or they could lose one, two, three, and lose a best of five in three straight.
0: You're you right know what I mean? Like, so the Leafs, are... like,
3: I wouldn't want to play the Leafs. But once you're in it, I'm just stating because the playoffs wouldn't be the same grind because they're not going to be as tired suddenly. Like, the yeah. Leafs get – these speed teams get worn out. Suddenly, they won't be as worn out. They're going to be flying around everywhere. So I actually think, uh, I think it, it helps. Uh, it could help uh, the lease. All right, uh, this is a good one actually from our boy John in Chicago. He, you know, it's funny, John's actually a, an usher at live events. Really? He works, oh, yeah, awesome. he works at White Sox games, yeah. That's cool. Um, and I tell you, he's not in a hurry uh, to be out there right now. John, no,
4: oh, John. I, I thought you well, know he's like, missing uh, the money, touching, but yeah. Got touching <laughs> the fans' tickets and stuff now, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's Touch
3: Think about it. He's got a deal. To Do we think that Jerry Jones is still all in on Dak Prescott? And I got to be honest, I don't know. I don't think he is, to be honest. No. I think there's a reason why he waited this long. They're going to franchise tag him. And you called it earlier about playing games. This thing's going to go on for years. It's going to end up like Kirk Cousins. It's going to end up pissing him off. And you know what? Brett Favre said it about Aaron Rodgers last week. He said, I guarantee you. He goes, I've been in the same position as him. He goes, I guarantee you the wheels are spinning in his mind now. Of course they are. Like just, all if, right, well, think about Dak Prescott what if I went here? Where would I go? Just sort of that begins. And now, if you're Dak Prescott and you see that he's brought in Andy Dalton, you got to be thinking, all right, this is real right now, like with us. Like I, this, I think this, Dak Prescott, real, might, you know? I think he
4: might leave. Think about all the teams that need a quarterback. They're talking about tanking for Tua. Like we talked about Jacksonville before he played at Mississippi state. There's a lot of, I'm just looking at the situation saying, Jerry's played with him, his mind so much. He might just give you a big screw you. I'm out of here option. Or you know what I mean? That's the thing that could be the final straw for this guy. It's interesting, Gabe. Like there is no guarantees. And think about teams that are working with veteran guys. The, The bears aren't picking up an option on, on Mitchell Trubisky. Right? Uh, like, what's going to happen there?
3: Yeah, you're right. You're right. And uh, it's a cra- crazy quarterback uh, landscape out there uh, right now. All right. Uh, got a qu- uh, Man, this, uh, this segment just flew by. Fun stuff. We promise we'll get to the uh, questions question. we don't get to. Because we got that boy Pete that's got a good uh, food question. But Big Merce asked about a super rink complex in Blaine, uh, Minnesota. You know, there, there was talk about that. They have great four. They have four ranks. You know what the problem is with that, Big Merce, is... It's not a big enough town to house, like, 16 NHL teams. That's the, the thing. The infrastructure. If, if it was
4: Minneapolis, they could do it. they say, hey,
3: hotels, this and that, right? Yeah, that's the problem. Like, the ice is good. It's a good concept and all that. But if you had four teams or eight teams you could pull it off, you're not going to be able to pull that off um, with, with that, that many teams. And it looks like the new deal in sports right now, guys, it's the new theme of the week is, we want to do it. Uh, our preferred plan, Ken. <laughs> the preferred plan is everyone wants yeah. to play in their home arenas and stadiums now. And now, as NHL players brought that up, basically, I think NHL players said, "We're not doing a quarantine. Like it's not. It's oh. not going to work. We want to play in, in our own arenas." I don't know, guys. Like it's like a soap opera here, but you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We got some UFC that we're going to break down this weekend, and yeah. I look forward to the, the the line movement's been crazy in the UFC. Because there's not a lot of stuff to bet on. It's been like the NFL draft camp. I've never exactly. seen such fluid UFC line movement where literally a couple of times a day the lines are different weeks out before a fight. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the horse racing, like from a pick to minus 70. You said, a yeah. game when you're one of the only games in town, lines move. All right, so Mike is going to step up and in. Uh, don't uh, forget, you can catch uh, me and Cam Stewart right here weekdays at 6 Eastern on SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation
0: Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Game Time Decisions continues, as does our conversation with Mike Bluett, SB Nation Radio the loudest station in the nation. Get on the grid at uh, uh, sportsgrid.com. So, Mike, now that the weather is getting uh, nicer uh, right now, People are starting to get um, quarantined, fatigued, uh, I would oh, say, yeah. uh, a little bit. And, you know, the open up, open up chance are getting louder, despite the fact that none of us are really in any of a safer place. Like, remember, it was like, all right, if we have declining cases for 14 consecutive days, it's a positive sign. It's like, yeah, yeah, well, forget about that. <laughs> so It's like, yeah, well, you know, that's kind of hypothetical, yeah. right? So that, that's where we're at right now. Uh, but um, the Grim Reaper in Florida was unimpressed. All right, with the Florida beaches uh, being uh, open, any amount of people uh, there. So the Grim Reaper showed up uh, to the beach, and uh, of course, he's a he's a lawyer. He's a local attorney, and he's got billboards everywhere with him as the Grim Reaper, and he's getting a big pop out of this. Uh, but he is concerned about the the lack of safety. Uh, that's going on. So he did an interview. <laughs> he did an interview where he's talking. And he's very like, when, when she said that we're going to interview the Grim Reaper right now, I thought, all right, this is going to be good. But then it didn't make sense, Mike. He was too smart. Like, you know what I mean? He was talking. I'm concerned about my daughter's safety. And there's really just too many people here. And people don't socially distance. And, you know, I've got a problem. And, and call the local city council. Like, <laughs> He was very loose. He
5: didn't lean yeah. into the bit.
3: No, he should have been... But the thing is, so she starts talking after, and he gets behind her, and he starts like waving the, <laughs> he starts behind her. Then he was playing the bit, and I was actually concerned. I actually happened to see it live, like basically like moments after it happened on TV, all right, because it popped right away. Yeah. And I saw it, and when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, like this guy really could like just chop this like lady's head off right now. Yeah. Like, She's it looks talking like a real sickle. He's, he's behind her with a sickle. He's like, he's leaning in after and he's playing into it. Uh, and people are having fun with it on the internet right now, but it doesn't get any better than uh, Weather um, and uh, Reporter, seven solid innings from DeGrom, Grim Reaper behind, lurking behind Mets bullpen.
5: <laughs> I mean, the, the n- no bullpen has supported a starting pitcher less than the Mets bullpen over the last two years. At least he's got a couple of awards out of it.
3: Uh, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I bought a Met jersey. I got a chance to, uh, I won it once. I wore it once. I was, uh, it was on sale at Models. Forty bucks. How could I refuse? Yeah.
5: and uh You have, you, you have sort of supported the Mets since you've been here. You can't, you're not going to come down here and jump on the Yankees, but you've been a supporter of the Mets. You backed oh, them last big, year. Big supporter. Yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. a big
3: banner of the Mets.
5: Yeah, that's true.
3: Well, yeah, no, no, I do support. That's support, them. right? The Yankees, the Yankees don't need my support.
5: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. The fans.
3: I like the Mets players. I like their uh, their scrappiness. I like their their underdogness.
5: Yeah, I, look, yeah, they they are a perpetual underdog, So yes, in that sense, you can always root for. You're laughing. I'm well, saying. That, right? I am. I'm a Yankees fan. Of course, I'm gonna oh, laugh. Whatever. <laughs> Who's been in the World <laughs> Series more recently? The Mets. It's been a bad decade for the Yankees. A bad, by the way, a terrible run for New York. No New York teams in any of the finals, in any of the championships, for five years running, first time ever. Wow.
3: I guess, yeah, if you think.
5: Uh, well, the Mets were there in 15. So 16, 17, 18, 19, no finalists.
3: Yeah, from you Indiana know what? Yeah, Yorkers. and it's amazing, too. Like, the, the Knicks wanted that number one pick, like the number one pick, the number one pick, the number one pick. The New York Liberty get the number one pick.
5: Of all yeah. teams. I mean, th- I never it's thought. They'll be the was,
3: first ones to win a championship, probably.
5: Yeah. I, I mean, as a Knicks fan, I didn't, for a second convinced myself that they were going to win that number one pick, win the lottery against Zion. I just put it out of my mind and I was happy with R.J. Barrett. So I don't know. I'm happy with I the results. I like R.J.
3: Barrett, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, I won't forget this segue, actually, when I start bouncing around here, but uh, <laughs> The Last Dance is going on right now. Oh, yeah, it's is... The documentary, and there's so much talk, to the people in the memory, people remember about how Jordan had a hard time getting over the Detroit Pistons. Uh, the mountain was in the Detroit Pistons, but mm-hmm. I don't have to tell you. But man, did the Bulls, that Bulls team, terrorize the New York Knicks, huh? Oh,
5: jeez, <laughs> like, it was the like, bane of my like existence.
3: Worse than the Pistons, did like got like, like what was it, five times? Literally like what, like 80, 89, 91, 92, 93, 96. And 92, like, was like, we had them
5: on the ropes and they- That was when they were up 2 nothing, right? Yeah, and the Charles Smith game in game five was really a heartbreaker. But I rejected in rejected like
3: 15 times in a row.
5: Yes, and they didn't foul them. I mean, at the time, I thought they fouled them, but looking back objectively, thought, yeah, it was probably, yeah. that's 90s basketball. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the problem, The, I mean, it was, as much as I'm a Knicks fan now, Gabe, that was the height- of my Knicks fandom. I was so into those teams. Patrick Ewing is my favorite basketball player of all time. I was like, they're going to do it. I hated him with my whole heart. And That's I the just, that people, I, like, in 92, 92, after, everyone in 92 I was like, we're going to do it. We're actually going to beat Jordan, not just the Bulls. We're going to beat the Jordan Bulls. And we didn't. And then two years later, I was like, all right, no Jordan. We could beat the Rockets and couldn't do that either. Yeah, I've been there as a Raptor fan with LeBron.
3: LeBron was in our way often. It's like four times type thing in like a five-year... It was like three... I think three times in five years, basically, we got bounced uh, by LeBron. And then when he left, boom, they took advantage of it. Yes. Right? They took advantage of it. They did. it. So, you know, I wanted to... I wanted to bring it up. So there's a lot of talk about the Bulls and then, you know, the, the bad boys... The bad boy part of the uh, the documentary brought out a lot. And you see, it's nice to see, actually, that all these years later, they still hate each other. Right? It hasn't. Oh, yeah. It's not that, like, oh, yeah, John Sally's the only one that's sort of an outsider in it that looks from the outside because he's played on a lot of teams. He's been around. He's a funny guy. So He also talks say, about Jordan respectfully and yeah. doesn't lie about stuff that happened. Yeah, he gives, like, yeah, he'll say, oh, we didn't like because of this. Like, Sally's a good part of this. So there's so much debate all the time. Why is it, and Twitter blows up every time the documentary's on, man, this guy sucks, this guy's better than him, this team would've beat that team. Mm-hmm. We see this, we don't get this debate as much. Like people say, hey, Tom Brady's great, so is Joe Montana. It doesn't get into this, like, where people are willing to punch each other in the face over, like it does with Jordan and LeBron. I mean, what is it about basketball even hockey people will have hockey debates it doesn't get
5: as hostile as like nba uh, nba uh, debates do i uh, it's a good question and I, i've thought about this often the only thing I can suspect, and there are those other debates, right? Whether Brady is or is not the greatest of all time, there was that debate for a long period of time. And then he went and went to nine Super Bowls. Yeah, but it's like so. every
3: damn day in the NBA
5: on Twitter, yes, there's a new. one. I agree. Right? It's
3: not like oh, the Kansas City Chiefs are not better than the. Miami and like, for example, like don't get into that, right?
5: and for example, you're talking about a LeBron Jordan thing. Just throw throw Kobe's name out there and watch the. I mean, watch people go after it. It's like a tiger going after a piece of, you know, raw, raw meat. Uh, the Kobe sycophants uh, going up against the LeBron and the Jordan people and elevating Kobe's status and saying oh, he's the greatest. It just becomes a whole thing. And the only reason I could suspect that it happens is because as much as the players have changed and the style of play has changed, basketball itself seems relatively similar than it looked even 40 years ago, right? Now, all the players are better. It's international now. We shoot threes at a pace that we don't do. Spacing is very different, which is it why is teams the same of today, game. it's, 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 the a, same, a, it's a roughly a, the same game. Football's really different.
3: To me, baseball's the most the same. Like,
5: what's, probably, the,
3: what's the difference if you took Don Drysdale from 1959 and dropped him here right now? he still throw only throws
5: six innings.
3: Yeah, exactly, yeah, and he'd be damn strong. He'd be mad. He'd be like, what do you mean? <laughs> like,
5: yeah, but like Bob Feller threw Nolan Ryan in the upper 90s, threw,
3: right. Yes, and it, does, it doesn't change now. Right. Like, Nolan Ryan's fastball was hard to hit. Then it's hard to hit now. Right. You know what I'm saying? I've always thought baseball is the one that you could really say, all right, this team versus that team. So, and I hate falling for it, but every once in a while, I got to fall for these. And the one that I fell for when I saw it, and it angered me <laughs> to read the, 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 the timeline of it, was the Bad Boys, because subsequently the Bad Boys documentary's been running all week, because now they're getting love, right? So the 30 for 30, but the Bad Boys. And it was the Bad Boys versus the modern Lakers. This Lakers team versus
5: that Bad Boys championship team. Why does it have to be this Lakers team? They haven't won anything yet.
3: Ah, uh, because uh, people
5: wanted <laughs> to pick right. you. Know, That's yeah, exactly, exactly
3: right. Because it all started, you ain't dunking on uh, Bill Lambeer. People were like, AD's dunking on him, no problem. And then it started, people have a million videos of Lambeer getting dunked on, yep. right? And and even I had to jump into the fray. Dude, <laughs> but people, people were saying, and it was a lot. I couldn't resist. It was like thousands and thousands of replies. And it was like, Lakers sweep them. Those dudes couldn't play with AD and LeBron and... I jumped in and I said, clearly everybody responding to this are in your 20s. And I said, I am not discounting it as in, oh, that it's a route the other way. It's an interesting series,
5: actually. But my belief is that Pistons team would beat this Lakers team. So there's you have to make a couple of assumptions, right? And what kind of rules, right? That's, right. that's the biggest rules thing. Rules is the big one. But the secondary thing is, too— People, like, I always think of it in Larry Bird, uh, with in terms of Larry Bird. Like, Larry Bird, after a game, would throw back a couple of beers, right? He and Mikhail have a couple of beers, even though they didn't like each other, and uh, go back to the hotel, pass out, get up the next day, practice, and play. The guys now don't really do that. I'm not saying nobody parties, but they're in far better shape physically. They're getting more sleep. The travel is easier for yeah. them. So... When people talk about moving players in and out of generations, you have to assume that current-day Larry Bird would be in better shape long-term, perhaps his back injury wouldn't have been as severe as to make him retire, and all of this kind of stuff. So that has to be assumed. But we're talking about roster versus roster. The Pistons were a really deep team. Now, the style of play, now, even with the Lakers, they're going to shoot way more threes than a team in the 80s ever would. They'll shoot more th- threes in a month than a team would for a whole year, so and I think it's the safe style of play sit. is yeah. difficult to to right. account for with the older teams. They wouldn't they wouldn't be spaced properly defensively, and teams would be bombing threes on them all the time. They wouldn't be going down the middle, but like they driven. would
3: also they would also plant. Because I remember actually, I don't know who if it was, Mahorn or somebody. Somebody was asked about Steph Curry when Steph a couple of years ago when Curry was lighting it up. They said, "How do you stop this?" And he said, "I'll tell you how you stop it." And basically, you heard him. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what he was getting at. And he goes, he said he wouldn't be shooting those threes. And they said, "Well, what do you mean?" And he said, "We put his ass in the fifth row." Yeah. Right. And you saw that they they did with Pippen, like yes. that was vicious. When you look and you see what Pippen did to uh, what what happened to Pippen with Rodman, it was vicious. Like nowadays, you get how, what do you think? You what would happen if an NBA player did that now? I tweeted the other day. You suspended for the year, half the year. I mean, it's a flavor. Maybe kicked out of the league, even.
5: He's kicked. He's certainly kicked out of the game and the rest of the series. And considering who the guy is, there would have been so many offenses <laughs> up to that point that he wouldn't have even been in playing in the playoffs. It just no, would have the one, happened. The like one thing, though, twice in the first week of the season, and he'd be done. And I do think, like, Rodman would get in the face of LeBron and
3: bother him. I think Rodman would get under his skin. Rodman would be able – and Rodman in his prime. And it didn't matter that he was up all night. But the one thing – and I'll give – and I do think the players are better now. All right? I think they're more skilled now. They shoot better. You know, we have a revisionist uh, – people are in the old days. What, you guys like the old days? You remember, what, 72, 68 games? some of those Miami Heat uh, games with the Knicks, bro. It was literally first team to seventy-four wins, like 90s literally.
5: Like if if you are somebody in your twenties, like Martino Puccio, our producer, who he knows also knows betting he's around a, the rim.
3: Martino knows b- basketball, so he does, He's a basketball really well. story. But I'm yeah, saying, it was it was fun,
5: but it if, was different. If we if he started going back and watching '90s games, Martino would think it sucks because they don't shoot threes. Well, I got into it with properly.
3: I got, and they said, Scotty Pippen's overrated. He only scored 18 points a game. Uh, I said, yeah. I said, the Bulls only scored 74 points a game yeah. in the playoffs. the greatest said, the perimeter defender in the history of, of the league. Points. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I said, it's not, I told him, it's not like Harden guys where you rolled in and they foul you and you get free free throws.
0: Yeah. But
3: the one, the one thing with the debate is, to the other side, and, and it's a good point. LeBron's a big dude. If if you took today's guys and said, All right, you're allowed to smack someone in the back of the head. You're allowed to push someone. You can trip someone and hey, you it might be a foul, but you're not gonna get kicked out, bro. Don't worry. Like, would would they embrace that? Would they like that?
5: John Stockton would regularly throw a knee into the side into guys' thighs and knees as they were going by him down the paint. That was a that was a, a tactic yep. that John Stockton used. Who that wasn't that would really down down well a dirty in today's play. day and age. No. <laughs> it wouldn't fly at all. They realized that they had to keep the superstars healthy and ha- having Michael Jordan out with a broken foot and, and other guys was hurting the league long term. So you got to keep the stars healthy now.
3: All right, before we get you out of here, um, I don't want to break your heart because I know um, you know this man, this, an- this man's image is already already um, impeccable. Uh, but uh, this is from the Montreal Gazette actually. And this is going to fly under the radar. It, it has, but Pete Rose allegedly uh, used uh, a cork bat, right? Oh, boy. Well, playing, I mean, with, playing with the Expos, but not just then, but basically always. And they're asking, like, this guy, why throw Pete Rose under the bus for all these years? <laughs> he doesn't like him. <laughs> he, he said, you asked me a question? And he basically stated out of every Expo player I ever met, this guy, he was pretty much like the biggest jerk of them all. And he exposed the court bat stuff.
5: (laughs) If anybody's ever made their bed more times and have to lie in it, I think it's Pete Rose. He has entered what Bill Simmons refers to as the Tyson zone, where any story that comes out about the guy, I just sort of believe it. because. He's done so much at this point to make me believe that he can do these things that I just sort of believe it.
3: This is great. Pete Rose told uh, t- told him nobody ever is, uh, but the thing is,
5: everybody at court, a lot of people at court bats, right? My favorite player of all time, Greg Nettles, got busted for it. So, hey, I'm not yeah, throw yeah. it used to happen
3: all the time. But Rose told him, I'm a singles hitter, they'll never suspect me. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> it's true. He's right, right? He's he said, because I'm a yeah. singles hitter. He goes, they don't, no one ever think a thing. I'm a singles hitter. I wanted to get the line right at the end uh, here. Uh, I wanted to get the line right
2: at the end here.
3: All right. Uh, what Jammer was asked, the guy's name
2: was Jammer. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day.